0: wait, isn't being selfish a bad thing? Hot take, no, absolutely not. Being selfish is not a bad thing, and we have all been fed major lies. I'm your host, Life Coach Meg Ellis, here to teach you how to stop trying to control your best life ever and actually create it instead. How? Well, it begins with self-discovery and a little bit of positive energy. On today's episode of Create Your Fate New York City Soul Cycle Master Instructor Melanie Griffith is back for part two of not only just letting go of control and what you thought your life would be, but also letting go of this stigma that being selfish is a bad thing. Melanie shares more on how she had to let go of this need to do the most for everybody else, choosing to be selfish for herself when she received her diagnosis that she had cancer. Check out her story and her amazing, tangible advice on what practices you can start right now to be selfish in your own life and not feel bad about it. Hey guys, and welcome. I'm life coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate.
1: The biggest unlock for me Meg as a person in a relationship is you don't wait for the other person to do it like you just don't wait for your partner to be pay more attention to you pay more attention to yourself
0: yeah you know it Show sounds up. so selfish but it's it's not you know so this the stigma around doing things for yourself right especially for i mean I, there, I know there's a lot of people out there who are very much like you very much like my friend who it's like everything for everybody else. And that, that gets to be a lot, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of underlying stress that gets missed and just, I mean, even just kind of like stepped down and ignored because it's like, I want to tend to everybody else. Right. And because it's selfish to tend to myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is if you never do that, it's just that stress, like builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and, builds and, builds and you start to become very far away from yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you start to not feel like yourself. Mm-hmm. So, how would you, if someone is struggling, you know, similar to your conversation with your son, how would you advise somebody to stop thinking that thinking about yourself is selfish or even the word selfish is not a bad word, you know? Yeah, right.
1: I had a conversation with somebody this week. He's an instructor at Cycle. He wanted to come in, he took class and then we took a walk and we sat on a bench. We had a little talk and my words to him were, Greatest thing you could do is coach yourself the way you would coach somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is that simple. If particularly I'm a giver, I'm a pleaser in my nature. I have done, I've seen several, I've had several bosses in life at soul cycle or whatever. I've had several partners and other important relationships. And if I'm constantly doing it for them, I will never be done. I will never, Mm -hmm. never be done. And my day will never have resolution. I will never have calm. And for me, then I'm passing through my life. I'm not living my life. Mm -hmm. Again, say that one
0: more time for the people in the
1: back. (laughs) You
0: are passing through your life and not living it. Yeah. Wow. I feel like there's so many people who I know they're like, oh, that's me. Yeah.
1: And Deep maybe dive you dive into that. on every single square that you needed to step on, and you did your little jumps, and you checked every single box, and then mm-hmm. suddenly you wake up and you're like, "How? Well, how did this just? Who am I? Where am I? How did this happen?" And I'm not saying don't be busy. I say it like this: I chose this busy life. I chose this mm-hmm. busy life. I love my life, mm-hmm. and I have to prioritize my mental physical, spiritual, and emotional self if I want to have impact? Mm-hmm. Is it because mm-hmm. I'm an eight? Maybe. Is it because I'm a mama? I'm a cancer. I'm a Leo rising. I'm a this, I'm a that. All of those <laughs> this things. This is not making so much sense. <laughs> yeah. It's all true. And it's, I lovingly accept the responsibility of doing the work to be optimal so that I can't have mm-hmm. the most impact. And That is my why. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of
0: times, and and tell me what your thoughts are on this. It's so, you know, everything's either internal or external, right? If I don't have the internal validation, I'm going to search for it externally, right? If Mm -hmm. I'm not getting this internally, I'm going to search for it externally, whatever it may be. And I think if it's easier almost to, rather than focusing on self, because something inside of me is going to say, you're not deserving to to focus on yourself or it's selfish to do that or whatever these, these messages are, these, these hardwired messages that are in our brain. I want to circle back to the untraining your brain part, but whatever these messages are telling you, no, 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 don't focus on yourself. It's just easier then for me to Let me just distract myself. Let me try and control this. Let me try and show up for this person. Let me try and do this. Let me try and fix this. And it begins to be this like crazy big spider web. And next thing you know, you're like, I don't even remember what self feels like. You know,
1: who am I? I know who I am to a whole lot of other people, but who am I really to myself? I lived that for a really long time. And Mm -hmm. there's probably gory details and there's less gory details, um, but you're making choices. You're just showing up. I love being independent. I love being connected to a broad group of people. I don't just have mm-hmm. like, ooh, these are my people only. I'm yeah. very open and accepting. I have never seen you that-
0: not hug somebody, you know, yeah. if I meeting yeah. them even for the first time, like, "Hey, it's like you. You I feel okay. like I've known you for a million years and we never met," you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it is one of my superpowers
1: and I've It I've, is. I've, I've, it I've, honestly I've, is. is. You make anybody feel special. <laughs> and I think for a long time, I knew I was special too, but I was very dismissive of that. And sort of just like and learn to embrace who you are and what makes you special is actually the greatest invitation for somebody else to also be exactly who they are and know that they're special. Right. And so oh, and that, that is- becomes the unlock for me.
0: That's yeah. And that uh, something just kind of came to me based on what you said, like, I want to show you not tell you. So how can I show you how to love yourself? I can love myself, right? I I don't have to tell you how to love yourself. But if I show you how it's how it's done, then you're going to learn from me, learn from my actions and not just from what I'm telling you.
1: And not just to love me, but also just to love life. Mm -hmm. And so I think of my son, Aiden, who just graduated, he loves to dance the way that I love to dance. And Mm -hmm. what a gift to have your son say, oh, you're here in my space. Do you, mom? And like saying, do you, mom, means (laughs) I'm gonna get, however you <laughs> get and you can do all the dance moves I'm gonna do all the dancing not for anything else but it is my joy and then to have him sort of like receive that joy join in only support and applaud it and not yeah. be like mom just take a back seat you know right um, right right but yeah that, you're
0: inviting him into your fun and he can do, do the same right too but yeah and it's like I'm just gonna like I'm gonna show you how much joy I'm having in life, right? And
1: and one of of my favorite phrases is like, hey, how can I make this more fun, you know? (laughs) I'll tell you what, now that I think about it, like for anybody else who's a pleaser, Mm -hmm. the greatest lesson of my entire life happened in an instant in a coaching session that I had set up with a relationship therapist, me and my son, Aiden. It was a few years ago. We were having trouble communicating. I thought, I knew why. I thought it was because he was, whatever he was doing, using me as a punching bag, blaming me, being ragey, being inappropriate and disrespectful. I thought it was all about him. Mm -hmm. And we sat in conversation and everybody talked for a second. It was over Zoom. And then this man said, okay, mama, do you want to heal your relationship with your son? Or do you want to be right? And I was like, okay, I would like to heal my relationship with my son. Wow! And he said, <laughs> Aiden thinks you don't listen to him, and he's right. And I was like, ever seen that? <laughs> 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 because you could probably relate. Like teenage anger has a big, takes up a lot of space, mm-hmm. and so you're kind of like teenage anger. Like that doesn't work in my. And it wasn't that. It was that I had become the type of listener where I heard him, but I felt responsible for fixing it or I felt responsible for explaining it or I felt responsible for putting myself in perspective so that he would understand me and not, mm-hmm. and none of that mattered. Yeah. And I had to just absolutely stop, put everything down, truly let go of all of it mm-hmm. and learn and practice how to just listen. It's the greatest lesson I ever learned, how to just mm-hmm. listen without then the follow up of let right. me now help you. Let me now fix it for you. Let me now tell you, oh you're you have these feelings about me but let me tell you about my feelings about you. Yeah. Right? No. Well, and, and listen and being
0: present, right? Because I really think there's just so much power in in being present, right? If you think to all these really big moments in your life, whether they be good or bad, it's like, you can still remember them like they're like, you know, yesterday. And it's like, it's because you are, you're, you're literally forced to be present, I'm taking in this. Yeah. I'm I'm locked into this moment. And, and even when it comes to, you know, something like listening, it's, it's so funny. I think we put a lot of stress on ourselves. I'm not a helper. I'm not a pleaser, but I am a fixer. Mm -hmm. And especially as a coach, I was like, Oh, I would be so great at this because I'm already a fixer. And they're like, Hey, yeah, actually that's not your job at all. I'm like, Oh, well, there we go. Okay. Back, back to the drawing board day one. But it's funny when you actually listen, you're listening and you're in that moment, you're present, you're actually hearing what they're saying, but then also like you know, you're alleviating a lot of that control. You know, control and forcing things. These are all huge manifesting blockers, and even just somebody by listening. I'm just listening, and I I don't know if I have an answer, so I'm not going to force an exactly. answer, and I'm going to be here, and I'm not going to try and control the situation. I'm going to allow it to be. I'm going to allow myself to be in this moment, and it's okay if
1: if I can't fix it. Yeah, the three words that I practice that have ultimately healed. And elevated my relationship with my son and so many others. Mm. Tell me more, mm. mom. Mm. Duh, 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 Oh, okay. Tell me more. Instead of reacting, responding, right, fixing, giving my well, and then- Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. And then that safety of receiving what he or she or they have to say. Mm. My next unlock. It truly changed everything. And like, I also give such great love and respect to my son, Aiden, for he didn't know either how to find his way back to me. And we were in mm-hmm. an unhealthy pattern. Yeah, And he allowed me to learn. And, and it doesn't devalue my role as his mother. To me, it expanded my role mm-hmm. as his mother, because once again, I'm showing him that human life is a life that forever you're learning, forever you're evolving, forever you're Figuring out what to mm-hmm. hold on to, what to let go of. Yeah, and ultimately, hold on to your sense of self, hold on to your center, let go of everything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right,
0: and yeah. and it's crazy until you literally sit down and and spend the time with yourself. How much you hold on to, and I mean, sneaky tiny little things of, whoa, I could really let this go. Yeah, I mean, for me and in my life, it's always resonated as approval from others. And I didn't realize how much that was affecting my relationships with others, right? I'm trying so hard to, you know, I would, I would want the approval. And with that comes a fear of confrontation. So I would fix problems that didn't even exist yet for the potential chance that they would maybe exist. And uh, it turns out people don't like that, you know? And so having to change your mindset from, you know, future to oh, I'm actually in this moment and nothing actually exists yet. Let me just listen. But, you know, I and I love that phrase, tell me more, because you learn how to do that with other people. And then what about yourself, right? Because it's like learn how to listen to yourself. Because here's the thing is we go through life, we never listen to ourselves. My life changed whenever I started a journal practice because mm. I don't like to acknowledge feelings much. And mm-hmm. so I had to say Today I feel like, you know, yeah. and boom. And then if you get stuck, hey, hey self, tell me more. Well today I feel yeah. sad. Tell me more. Well, I feel yes. sad because this,
1: you know? And yes. I love that. Yes, Meg. Yes, yeah, that's it. And then again, awareness without judgment is gonna mm-hmm. be your greatest teacher. Where you right? go, Oh, that's- check it out. I was sad. I was sad, I was feeling like I need love in my life, whatever it is allows you to go like, okay, I'm aware of that. And then from there, you can make your next choice instead of just ignoring spinning or reacting. One thing that came up for me when you were just sort of describing your patterns there was the word fear. And I think you and I have talked about it before and it comes up for me because for me, the greatest teacher also is a post-it note with very simple commands. Oh, yeah. Are relevant for me. I think I spent, you should see what's behind this curtain. Yeah. (laughs) Post it notes on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. For a year, my post it note on my computer said calm, confident, composed. Mm -hmm. Because I had a lot of energy, a lot of emotion, very tied to some turmoil that my youngest son was going through, very tied to the everybody leaving home, empty nest, lots going on COVID new cancer, surgery, surgery, all the things. And so I had to imagine myself calm, confident, and composed. That was the only way. That's how I wanted to show up. And so I needed to see those three words. And those Mm -hmm. three words were stuck in my head. Right now, what's in my head is on my post-it is the question, do you need to be heard, helped, or hugged? And it's a reminder in my role and with a lot of people around me working with me and as colleagues, when they come with me to come at me to say, yeah. what are those things you need from me? Do you need to be heard? Do you need to be helped? Do you need to be hugged? And I use it with, with, in my relationships with my children, with my fiance. And it mm-hmm. kind of goes like, oh, wow. Thanks for asking. I just need I'm be actually heard. listening. Yeah. Yeah. I Great. just need to be heard. I don't need help. Mm-hmm. And then someone goes like, no, I think I need help. Oh, what a hug. Yeah, um, and so that right, you're listening your rather than yeah.
0: right, like, rather than going yeah. right into just help it mode, yeah. fix
1: it mode. The next trail of post-its from Calm Competent Compose, um, mm-hmm. do you need to be helped, hugged, or heard is my all-time favorite, which is fear or love. Mm-hmm. At the root of any choice reaction is fear or love. You said. Out of a fear of confrontation, I did. Mm -hmm. And if the root is fear, observe it. Don't make that choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So on the other side, if the root is love, oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to take one more step. Foundation is love. I'm going to move. It's the willingness to learn and to observe, to go like, okay, wait, I just need to take a second. Mm -hmm. I'm making this choice right now out of fear or out of love. No, I'm making it out of fear. I'm making it out of anger. I'm making out of, mm. or no, mm-hmm. this is, I believe this. I believe this. I'm going to say it. I love it. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I love
0: this. This is huge because everything really does come down from fear or love, right? You cannot be in fear and in love at the same time. And when it comes to just like an energy standpoint, emotions, right? You always hear this this phrase, high vibe. And if you're new to this, mm-hmm show we talk about all the time, but it's energy, like high vibrational energy uh, law of attraction will breed high vibrational energy. And I want to kind of bring in a situation we talked about before, but when you make decisions out of this, this fear, separating yourself from this, right. And then that comes to taking that time and you do not have to wait until a big life thing happens, whether it be good or bad. It's like analyze yourself. And like you said, observe yourself okay this is what i'm thinking and you're not the creator of your thoughts right there's always like a conversation this comes Mm. from untethered soul i'm I'm sure you've read this but there's like a constantly voices in your head sometimes two sometimes eight right they're all having a conversation and you are none of them but you Mm. are just the observer of the conversation and with that when you have all these negative feelings with fear or shame or anger or whatever it might be you're filled with all this negative low vibe negative energy Right? Mm-hmm. So law of attraction, you get more low vibe energy and even your brain starts to look for it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm mm-hmm. going to look for ways to support what I already believe. So if I believe I'm fearful and or that I don't deserve this or whatever it might be, I'm going to now look for ways to support that. So when you disconnect from your thoughts and you're the observer, you become present in the moment. And I think it gives you a lot of compassion and grace for yourself, which is a huge high vibrational energetic shift where it's like, I'm giving myself grace for feeling this way. I accept it. And I, I know that I was doing this. Oh, I'm doing it again. I'm going to choose a different thought mm-hmm. a different way.
1: Yes. A hundred percent. And so for me, I go to like, well, what happens for the person that just like, what do you even mean? Give myself grace. Like, what do you even like? They're not even playing. Yeah. There's a lot of people for me. I have to break it down to the simplest thing. And that starts with literally this. Take a post-it note, write the word fear. Take a post-it note, write the word love. Take a line, draw it through the word fear and put those two post-it notes somewhere that you're gonna see it every day. could be Mm -hmm. on your medicine cabinet mirror, could be on your closet. And all your job is, is you look at the post-it notes, make your brain choose love, you're like, I'm choosing love. And mm-hmm. you walk away. Mm-hmm. The step one. Mm-hmm. In- a good in- way. And anybody can do it. Anybody can anybody do, can do it. it. And you don't even have to know what's happening. But I'm telling you, the neuroscience behind it is that you are creating the first pathway to help mm-hmm. you in this journey of choosing love, of giving yourself grace, or of, I say, like, not every voice in the head is one that you have to claim as your own. Sometimes it's yeah. the voice of my dad. Sometimes it's the voice of my mom. May they both yeah. rest in peace. Sometimes it's the voice of spicy, rebellious, fuck y'all me. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes right. it's the voice of like very pious mommy me. And these are just different thoughts. And so again, it's this observant. I need mm-hmm. it to be like, I need to take myself, imagine myself sitting on a shelf in the corner of my room, looking at me, looking at the thoughts, just being aware that it's happening, even if I don't know which thought to choose at the moment. And so I do play those games with myself. I play mental games with myself when there's a lot coming at me. I'll spend one minute imagining myself standing there with arrows coming at me, not letting them get me. Yeah. You're not getting here. (laughs) Yeah. And I might just go like, oh, check it out. Nope, nope, nope. And I, I might do it for five seconds. I might do it for a minute. But is this is where the dancing started. Yeah, you know, <laughs> anything to move my body. Evelyn said to me the other day, like, "You're so you talk with your hands, you know, You're yeah, so expressive." Talk I love it that. though. Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, it's just who I am. Yeah. You know?
0: Yes, and and allowing yourself to be yourself, you know, and and, man, like I'm telling you, I'm a different person after allowing myself to to be myself unapologetically and, uh, yes and it's still you know it's still it's not saying you know you reach this level where it's like a checkbox right where you know if if somebody is out there and they're like well i am like obsessed with control or i always feel guilty thinking about myself or i do live in fear or i, I just can't get rid of this anger and non-forgiveness or whatever the negative emotion is right or these habits that you've created right you start observing yourself and you're like oh wow i, I do that a lot you get this is kind of who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And the biggest lie that I see people overcome, honestly, when when coaching, but everyone says, well, I I can't really change myself. This is just, this is just the way I am. And it's like, no, it's like you, but here's the thing is you're not going to be able to change yourself until you try. Right. And it's, it's that dedication of that constant awareness. Like, Oh, I'm doing it again. Oh, I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. Giving yourself grace, taking yourself into that high vibrational energy of having compassion for yourself and changing it. I'm not going to do that anymore. And you
1: recreate a new one neural pathway, but a new known in your brain. Yeah. A new, known. exactly. That's it. A new known in your brain. I think that to get a sort of like higher sense of self, Mm -hmm. you have to acknowledge your human self as well. And so Mm -hmm. what I mean is the human response to stress or attack is only fear, shame, blame, inadequacy. That's the only thing that's going to happen in your brain when chemically you have been, I mean, it's such a trigger word, but triggered, (laughs) triggered by love, triggered by a comment, triggered by something you saw or heard or felt or experienced, the only thing your human brain will do is go to that place of shame, blame, inadequacy, fear, you know, and it's a survival tactic. And so mm-hmm. to understand your humanness, you go like, ooh, I'm activated. Yeah. Now I need to release a different chemical. I need to be mindful. To be mindful, I need to be aware of my five senses. You can only feel them here present. I spend a lot of time going like ooh, okay. I feel my skin. I feel my pants. Mm-hmm. I'm very aware. I see colors. Those mm-hmm. observations of what your human body is experiencing will now allow that human body to get to a calmer, more grounded state where you now can yeah. be observant. And so don't try to be superhuman. Just try to yeah. be like really fully human. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Allowing yourself to
0: be human, oh, that's another like the art of allowing it's right allowing, allowing yourself to be human just Ugh, human, start there'
1: super human and this is what mm-hmm. I, I say it a lot, Meg, but this is what I know to be true me
0: mm-hmm.
1: one month away from turning fifty four years old if it's right. true for me, it can be true for you period that's it. Mm-hmm. nobody has a lock nobody starts too far ahead or too far behind to come to a place of Real understanding of their own human self on this or mm-hmm. in this life to make it the most well lived life it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful when
0: you can truly, truly show up as yourself in your life for yourself. And because you're showing up for yourself does not mean you're not showing up for others. Mm-hmm. It's showing up for yourself and others, but Showing up the best way for others because you are mm-hmm. are showing up as yourself.
1: And I, I show up the best way for the others in my life by showing up for myself and encouraging them not to show up like me, but mm-hmm. to show up yeah. fully like them. And so then you're just loving and supporting and believing in partnership with another person, not on top of or mm-hmm. holding up or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I have one last question for you. And I'm, I'm so curious. We didn't rehearse this. So this is kind of into left field. Um, yeah. you know, I kind of actually love that even more because we're just being really present and allowing the conversation to kind of just go where it is. There's a lot of allowing going on in uh, this podcast <laughs> and kind of trickling on that thought of allowing if somebody is in a hard place in particular, how would you tell them or help guide them or just share what you know to be true about everything works out for your highest good. What do you think about that? Do you believe Mm -hmm. it? And how would you, how would you help
1: somebody who's going through a a hard time? Believe that. I do believe I really do believe that everything is going to work out for the highest good. I don't know that that is that, that forward place of, Highest good. It's, it's a hard concept for a lot of people. So like, I try to think people mm-hmm. that are going through something hard. Here's what I know. I, I do have been through something really hard. And so I think step one is compassion, empathy, which means not painting a beautiful silver line around a cloud mm-hmm. for them, but mm-hmm. really just saying like, I thank you for sharing. I acknowledge how hard this is. And I believe that one moment, one breath, one choice at a time, there is not one thing that you cannot handle in your life. Mm-hmm. I would try to coach somebody. I said it the other day. She, uh, somebody DM me. She doesn't live in this country. She knows me through soul cycle. We've become acquainted. And she told me that she is going through a really hard medical time. It's too much. Well, again, again, you know, this woman has been through a lot. And I said, oh, well, thank you for sharing. I said, the harder it gets, the closer get to one moment. Because if all you need to do is take one breath, you have everything you need to take one breath. And if all you need to to do is get through one moment, you can get through one moment. That's how we stack slow pull time closer to you and then just start celebrating the fact that you did make it through this hour, the next hour. And so I think it really just sort of depends on the this, this situation. It's a blessing in some ways that I have been through a lot, in a lot of ways through my life, mm-hmm. whether death or disease or divorce or mental illness or physical illness or <laughs> addiction. There's a lot. I've had a lot of experience. I'm grateful for every single piece of it. I just fundamentally believe that each one of us in this human life can do anything one Mm -hmm. little step at a time. I don't know if I believe in fate. I don't know if I believe, like I don't know and it's all going to work out. It is, but it's not going to work out unless you also like take some part in it. And I would Mm -hmm. always encourage people not to just feel the shame and the blame and the resentment and the, Woe is me, or it's all too much because it's not, it's not. And I don't mind using strong energy to show that to the world. And at the same time, I know that for some people, that's going to be harder. For some people, the wounds go mm. deeper. I will still forever, forever believe in the possibility. I think it maybe does it take mm. practice to be an optimist? I certainly have had a lot of practice. I think I had a lot of my optimism was. Just me numbing myself and being like, oh, cool, yeah. everything's fine. Um, It's just not where I am right now. I have let that go. And I truly, Meg, believe deeply that if it's available for me, it's available for absolutely anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and at the same time, don't discount that's... the own work that I've done because I've done yeah. a lot of work. And so I do feel well, really, it... really proud of it.
0: And you're absolutely right. It's available to everybody, right? Anybody. There I mean endless resources out there, but even just starting with yourself. Even I love starting with a gratitude practice. I do not yeah. get out of bed until I say like three things that I'm grateful for and in the moment too of like yeah. this is what I'm grateful for right now. It's kind of like present gratitude. But I mean that's something that anybody can do and that's just that's going to it's not going to change the situation, right? you know, I'll put
1: air quotes around that, but it's going to shift it, you know, it is, and it's a practice. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. And so there is no quick fix, even though I do believe higher learning is available in an instant to anybody. Mm-hmm. Realization can wash over you. I do a informal and formal practice as well. every it's often in the morning, just like, I love my bed so much. I love my sheets. I love where I'm so comfortable when I wake up and I'm always super yeah. grateful for that. Buy our coffee. We now have a journal and it's a gratitude journal and it has three spots and I fill it out. Jessica fills it out. If we have house guests, I ask them to fill it out. Oh, I love that. Um, and it's just there by the coffee. And then it's the price of coffee is to write down three things you're grateful for.
0: Uh. I love that. And that really is (laughs) such a game changer and and a great place to start for if you're wanting to be, because honestly, it's so introspective, but external at the same time, right? It's, it's, I'm appreciative of myself, but I'm also appreciative of everything outside of me and, and available to me but man, that's, that's an awesome, awesome cost of coffee. Definitely (laughs) cheaper than Starbucks. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, just endless wisdom. Every time I'm around you, I just, I I feel like even right now, I just feel like an energetic hug, you know? So you've just been very influential and inspirational in my life. So I'm glad to share that with my listeners. So thank you. any
1: any lasting thoughts that you want to leave us with? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for inviting me to be on this. I'm just so happy to be in conversation with you. I'm really, I feel proud of you. I feel inspired by you. And I just, I love that all the choices that you're making, what you're doing in your own life. So I love that. We talked about it briefly for 10 years more from 12 years ago is when I was first diagnosed with cancer and someone said to me yes. like oh, I wish you'd already written a book cuz like then you mm-hmm. could you could put all your wisdom out there and Jessica my fiance is an endurance athlete and so she has a community of people that she'll meet up with sometimes to who like to do those things with her they go on really long mm-hmm. bike rides and I was sort of thinking like who what's my outside of work passion and mm-hmm. who are my people and I I joined a writing circle and awesome. I took a class on how to write a memoir. And so I am just in the beginning, early stages of yes. writing essentially a, like, here's what I know to be true, kind of memoir story of my life and my experiences. And yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, what that's comes out that's about. so but exciting. Write that book yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, even in this podcast, it's like so many nuggets. And it, honestly, if you're ever in New York, you have to take on his class, or just go give her a hug. She'll clearly yeah, give you a yeah, hug whenever exactly. you want, but just even to feel the energy. So a thousand percent, I think you should write that book. I will read it. And obviously when it comes out, I'll, we'll add the tag for that as well and promote it to everybody because you just have such an amazing story and stories, I guess I should say. And you've learned so much from that. And I just want to thank you for, there's a lot of hard things that you have been through. Mm-hmm. And a lot of hard things that other people, you know, similar to what they'll, they'll go through. And thank you for learning the lessons, for showing up, for doing that hard work so you can inspire others to do it too. Because honestly, I do believe there's just so much power in that. And you said the word possibility, which I love, right? I'm a Enneagram 7, so I'm the eternal optimist for sure. But possibility, right? Like nothing's happened yet. It's like, yeah, you are who you are, but you've only been who you are until this moment. The possibility of what's to come, an outcome, right? Even an uncertain outcome or an unlikely outcome. It's like anything can happen. So, yeah. thank you for being such an advocate for that. And yeah. I mean, that just helps people just beyond what you know. Yeah. So, thanks, Meg. Oh yeah, God. Well, okay. Actually the way I end this podcast every, yeah. every time it's actually, you might recognize it from my soul cycle email signature. I love to say it out loud with guests. It's just expected things always, and they will happen. So if that aligns with you, which I'm pretty sure yeah. it does, we can say it together. Yeah. So, all right. You got it. Okay, um, I got, you got it. One. Okay. Good. One, two, three. Expect, Expect good things. Good things. Always. And- always and they yeah always they and they happen. will have they will. they will happen Ooh, i like that i like that emphasis they will happen so well thanks for tuning in and uh we will talk to you all later
1: bye meg thank you bye thank you